Would you like predictable income secured by real estate? HBG Capital offers you the opportunity to invest in real estate that is built to be transparent for the investor while designed to be insulated against economic volatility. We provide investors an effortless way to diversify beyond traditional investment opportunities like stocks and bonds and even popular real estate. Our syndication and lending opportunities offer a high rate of return and are 100% passive, delivering truly effortless income. Many other investments offer passive income in the 4 to 6% range. Our opportunities have delivered fixed rates of return in the double digits since inception. Retirement accounts such as self-directed IRAs and self-directed Roth IRAs also qualify for this investment. So, if you are looking for an effortless investment with double-digit returns, then visit our website, www.hbgcapital.net. Learn more today at hbgcapital.net. Welcome to the Recession Resistant Real Estate Radio, where we talk about real estate, passive investing, business strategies, and so much more. I'm your host, Brandon Cobb, CEO of HPG Capital. Now let's dive into today's episode. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode. I have again on our show, Alea Harris. For those that missed the first episode, Alea is the spark for your spark. She's a powerhouse story brand certified guide, a bioenergetic business consultant, empire building CEO of the Evolution Collective, Inc., host of the Radical Rebirth, host of the award-winning Flourishing Entrepreneur Podcast. She's an international award-winning speaker. She's committed to helping entrepreneurs, executives, leadership teams, thought leaders differentiate themselves through radically authentic strategy, coaching, and training. How are you doing today? It's good to see you again. I am doing good, and I'm glad to be back again. I know last time there was a lot of radical authenticity talk, and now I promise I'm going to stick to the script, and we're going to talk all things story. No, this I, this was perfect because it, that's kind of like the part one, and this is the part two, because you can't really get to the story branding and using it to to grow your brand and grow your business unless you understand first what it means to be radically authentic is you can't just go out there and start spewing a bunch of garbage and not be true to yourself, right? It's There's some cognitive dissonance that goes on. If you're not touting what you do, then it's not going to come out as clean. So the first episode, we talked about being radically authentic, you know, pouring out the oyster juice that sits in our bodies. You know, we've all got this just crappy oyster juice that needs to be poured out. We do that by giving our true self a voice in that oyster juice. It can come in a lot of forms. It can be just limiting beliefs you've had, bad past experiences, you know, forgiveness that you need to give. You know, we collect all these experiences and it just creates something that holds us down. And you talked about taking the right steps to get rid of that, to pour that oyster juice out so you could let your radical free self flourish and be authentic. And it was absolutely beautiful. So if you did not see that episode, go back and check it out. Today, I want to talk about how you can use that new radical authenticity in yourself to create an amazing story brand around yourself, your brand and your business to get to the next level and grow your business. So I know that you are a story brand certified coach. For those that are not familiar with the story brand concept, why not unpack it real quick for us? 
Absolutely. So yes, I'm a story brand certified guide. There are story brand certified coaches. I'm a story brand certified guide. Coaches are more talking you through the business made simple framework where I focus on the storytelling framework and helping you implement it. The story brand framework, you guys are like, y'all have said story brand 5 million times. I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. I'm, sorry. I'm going to illuminate it for you right now. It's from a book called Building a Story Brand by Donald Miller. If you haven't read the book, I invite you to pause, go add it to your Amazon cart, make a purchase and come back to Brandon and I, because it is a life changing book. In the book, Donald Miller takes concepts around the hero's journey, which is a very old and incredibly useful way of telling stories and layers it into the world of business and marketing. He also simplifies the steps and the structure. The hero's journey for the record is is, is not new. It was originally from, from my knowledge codified by a man named Joseph Campbell in a book called The Hero with a Thousand Faces. I have read A Hero with a Thousand Faces. It is dense. I mean, I'm not going to tell you not to read a book, but I would rather you read Building a Story Brand because you're, it'll be much more worth your time. But the main point of the format of story that Joseph Campbell translated was that it wasn't a framework that he came up with. It wasn't like he sat in his room with his, I don't know, quill pen. It's an old book. And was like, hmm, let me come up with the hero's journey. He looked across generations, across locations, civilizations, people that could not possibly have communicated with one another and realize that human beings tell stories in the same way. It's how we interact in everyday communication. It's how we best process information. And it's how we best understand concepts to, and it helps make them more clear. So when you communicate using narrative or story using the story brand framework, you're actually working with the brain of your clients rather than against the brain of your clients. Mm -hmm. If you just give like, here's some facts and figures, they're going to be like, okay, cool. They're not going to remember any of it. But mm -hmm. if you tell it in a story, they will remember it and be more likely to buy from you. The story brand framework is a formal, formally in its government name known as the Story Brand SB7 framework, because there are seven parts of the framework. You have a hero who, spoiler alert, is not you. <laughs> you are not the hero of this story. The hero of this story is your client. So you have a hero who wants something bad. Ooh, they want something bad, but they have a problem. Something's getting in the way of what they want, and they can see it with their eyes, they understand that problem with their head. It's an external problem, but they also feel that problem inside of them. There's feelings, there's emotions attached to this problem. And then there's philosophically, you know, there's just something, it's just plain wrong, truthfully, that they have to deal with this problem, right? All of those things, the problems getting in the way of what they want. But then that's, that's where you come in. You're like, well, who's this story about? Well, the story is about them, but you actually play the strongest role because you have a hero who has a problem and they need a guide. And that guide, my friend, is you. You are the one who steps in, like we talked about in our last episode, with empathy and authority saying, no worries, bucko. 
I know how to deal with this problem. I've done it for other people before. I've done it for myself maybe. And I have all these super duper credentials. Let's go. I got a plan. And it's a three-step plan on how I'm going to take you. I'm going to call you into action, tell you we're going to go do this thing. And I'm going to take you to success and help you avoid failure. That is the story brand framework. Character, problem, guide, plan, call to action, success, failure right? Throughout all of this, your hero is having some type of transformation. They're going from someone who had problem before and now they don't. And so that means that their identity is shifting. Let me give you an example because you're just like, you've said random words at me. I'm going to give you an example using a landscape architect story. Okay. Okay. You ready? Ready. Do Do you take pride in your lawn, Brandon? Is that a thing for you or not really? I working at Ace Hardware in college, I realized that I did not want to spend one single minute of my life ever in a yard when I saw how much time people were spending there. So I pay people to do it who are passionate about it, if that counts. Yes, it does count. And it actually leads perfectly into my story. So thank you. I promise this is not a plan. So let's say you, Brandon, your yard is high. Let's say just high. It's okay. It's all right. Right. I mean, every once in a while, you know, there may be a brown patch or a weed, but it's fine. It's totally fine with you until Joe moves next door. Uh, right. Yeah. Joe's lawn is impeccable. And you feel all right, do you, Joe? So Joe's kind of a, a twit about it. <laughs> He's always coming over, you talking over your fence about like, well, you know, my lawn, my this and my that. And all of a sudden, all the other neighbors, because they're like tired of hearing Joe talk about how great his lawn is, they start stepping their lawn game up. And all of a sudden, Brandon, you're looking around, you're the only one on the block with some brown patches and some weeds because everybody I'm, else has been influenced by Joe. So Joe can just shut up. I've got a problem now. Yes, you have a problem now. What do you want? You want a nice lawn. What's the problem that's getting in the way? Well, let's say you don't have anybody hired. You've been trying to do it yourself in between, you know, your busy schedule and all this stuff. And your lawn is a mess. Your lawn is a mess. And before that didn't really make you feel any kind of way. But now it makes you feel embarrassed. And it's just plain wrong philosophically that you are the only one on the block that has a subpar lawn. I'm going to pause right there for a second. If your lawn was just subpar and you didn't feel any way about it, you would not make a purchase. The story stops right there. And that's often where businesses stop their story. They don't actually like give people or tell people what they need to know to to move into action. You're only moving because you're embarrassed. You're only calling up a landscape architect or a person to do your lawn because you're embarrassed about it. Before then, you were, you were fine. So I want to keep that in mind. People shop because of the external problem, the problem that they see they buy because of how it makes them feel. So don't forget feeling words in your marketing copy. Moving on. So you have this problem, right? And then you're going to meet a guide. And if this guide can tell you, yeah, man, I do all the lawns in the neighborhood. Every single one. You know, Cheryl down the street, she was tired of Joe too. So you know what I, we did? We made sure that... Her watering schedule was twice what Joe's is. So her lawn will always be greener than Joe's. And you're like, mm-hmm. ooh, that's empathy right there. He's basically saying, I get it. I know how much of a twit Joe is. <laughs> and, I, and I've already helped 
five other people shut Joe up about his lawn, right? Empathy and authority. <laughs> then he goes, here's what we do. Here's your three-step plan. We're going to, I know nothing about lawn. So we're going to seed in some seeds and we're going to do the thing and it's going to be great. <laughs> One, two, three. I don't know anything about lawns. <laughs> And then he goes, okay, are you ready? Because if you work with me, if you put down your money now, you pay your deposit, book now, he's calling you into action. I will help you get a lawn that's always better than Joe's and help you avoid feeling embarrassed the next time Joe leans over the fence and talks to you about his perennials. Mm -hmm. Right? That's how it would sound, hopefully with a better three-step plan from people who actually know about lawn care. <laughs> That's how yeah. it would sound <laughs> in an example. So I love what you did there. You took it and you related it to a business. And, you know, if you're, if you're still not on the fence or kind of on board with this, you know, this framework, it's in just about every classic movie there is like, like star Wars, you've got the attractive character, you know, he's a Luke Skywalker. He's got a problem. The evil empire is like after him. He meets a God that's Obi-Wan Kenobi and Yoda who gives him a plan, you know, trust the force, use the force, Luke, and then calls them into action. He goes and he starts fighting and he starts using the force that he then gets a result. You know, he can either be a failure and the rebellion gets crushed or he can reach, you know, success and destroy the Death Star. And along the way, he's kind of this guy at the beginning that doesn't really have it all together. He's kind of confused. He's kind of like a, a young buck. He's he's not a Jedi. He doesn't know how to use the force. And at the end, he's like this hero that saves the universe. And so what you're saying is our job is to take our customer, who's the attractive character, and try to put them through this journey or at least be able to advertise this journey that they're going on so that they can get emotionally invested in this process and see, you know, for us, it might be someone who's working in a business. They don't see any end. They stop. The income from the business stops. They're like, oh my gosh, I've got this problem. I have to trade my time for money. You know, I can't retire. You know, what am I going to do? And then it's all right, well, that's a problem. And then who's the guide? You know, companies that allow them to diversify into real estate assets and create consistent income. And then here's what you need to do. You follow the steps and then eventually they become somebody who's, you know, retired and, you know, sitting on a beach or, you know, doing whatever they want to do, whether it's spending more time with, with kids or whatever have you. It can be very difficult to put all of this into play. You know, one is, you know, the guide is you. It's your business. It's you you and, are Yoda. You are Obi-Wan. Yep. You're Yoda. You're Obi-Wan. How, for those that are thinking about implementing this, what is the best way to put this message in front of customers? You know, like we've got a video on our website, you know, that talks about what we do and the shows this journey that, that they go on. TV commercials will do it. You'll see it with like mops and stuff, you know, dirty house and people coming over, kind of looking at it kind of weird. And then the mop and the new mop and then all of a sudden it's clean and people are like, wow, your house is so clean. And, you know, she's like a superhero with like the mop. So you see different advertising ways. What do you think is the best method of delivery for this story brand framework to get your customers to see the big picture? So first of all, welcome. This is now how you speak like that. That's how you have to adopt it. This is now how you market. So it's not about where do I put this story this one time? Oh, it's going to live on my website. It's about it living everywhere. Anytime that you're speaking about your business in writing or verbally, 
This is how you do it. Now, do you need to use all parts all the time? No. Mm-hmm. Your website should flow pretty much in the flow of the story from top to bottom on your homepage. And you would, you know, grab them with the problem of the hook, talk to them about the, what they want, all of those things down your homepage. But if you're writing, for example, a social media post, you could write a social media post that solely focuses on the internal problem. A social media post that solely focuses on success, a social media post that solely focuses on you as as the guide, not too many, but as you as the guide, right? Even just you as the empathy part of being a guide, right? But then as a whole, your social feed will include elements of the story brand framework. When you introduce yourself, this guy, the landscape architect, right, that I was having in my story, he could introduce himself at a I don't know if landscape architects go to networking events, but I'm everybody at a networking event or the the local homeowners association event or whatever. And he goes, yeah, I'm a landscaper. Okay, great. So you like grass and trees. It's like, what do you, where do you go from that? Or when someone asks the landscape architect, Hey, what do you do? He could say, you know how there's always that one neighbor whose lawn you can't seem to beat I'm a landscape architect and I help you have the best house on the block. So you can stop hearing about so-and-so's grand feats with their perennials and start embodying the lifestyle that you want from the outside of your house to the inside, right? Then all of a sudden we can have a conversation. So you just use a really powerful framework that anyone listening right now, listening, if you are having trouble with your elevator pitch, which the elevator pitch should accomplish two things. One is it should clearly articulate what you do. And two, create curiosity, a follow-up question. The goal in the elevator pitch is to get people curious. And usually it's to compare two dissimilar things that kind of create curiosity. Mine, when I was flipping houses, people asked, hey, what do you do? I said, I'm a real estate day trader. Yeah. Like, oh, I know what real estate is. I know what day trading is, but you know, what is that? Right. It created curiosity, but it, it envisioned it. And that, that framework that you just used was, you know, when mm-hmm. fill in the blank, what we do is, mm-hmm. you know, it's when problem. I what the we problem. do is you have the solution and the result. Yeah, that's perfect. So anybody can go out there. If you're struggling, you do the, you know, when dot, 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 fill in blank, what we do is, I know you got to run here in a few minutes, but I want to talk about using emotional messaging versus rational messaging. Because I remember when I was doing the story brand framework and our marketing, we would market to people to try to buy their house back when we first got started seven years ago. So we did a lot of house flipping and, you know, I was like trying to figure out how to use the messaging. And I had this one thing stood out to me because I still remember it. It was put down the hammer and pick up a glass of champagne. Mm, That was kind of what put me, I just remember that. I was like, this sounds so good. Yeah. I came up with that all myself. And I think I had like an emoji of like a glass of champagne. I'm impressed, Brandon. (laughs) Talk about the difference between using rational messaging, which is what our, our prefrontal lobe cortex really wants to do versus the emotional messaging that really is what drives true decision making. Mm -hmm. So First of all, they coexist. So you don't necessarily do one or the other, right? We're using the whole brain. You want people to understand very factually why they're making a purchase. So 
when they go into the car dealership to get a car, they need to understand, okay, it has enough space for my kids and, you know, I, I can get good gas mileage. They need to know those things. And then they also need to feel the wind in their hair and be like, oh my gosh, I feel so sexy or so cool or whatever, right? Or I feel like I am the most capable super mom on the planet, whatever it is, right? They need yeah. to have both. But it goes back to what I was saying before. People shop for the rational thing, what they know that they need. And then they're going to go and make sure, check, 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 that you have what I need. Mm -hmm. But they buy because of how you make them feel. And then knowing that if they work with you, they will feel better than they do now. Mm -hmm. We go over to the car. Say you're a mom, you got a minivan, which I'm a mom. I will never have a minivan. If you're a mom with a minivan, more power to you. But I'm, I'm still trying to figure out how to fit the stroller in a sports car. <laughs> anyways i digress let's say your mom you have a minivan but your minivan's old and like is like real like we we duct taping doors on it like <laughs> strollers okay, falling apart while i'm running around right exactly to change out stroller wheel hubcaps <laughs> and one day you drop little timmy off at soccer and you come back to pick him up and he goes oh mommy kids are making fun of me because we got duct tape on our door and like you as a mom, you're like, ah, my heart. We got to rectify this situation, right? Because for you, it's just whatever. You're trying to save money at other goals. But you're like, we got to get another car, right? It's that emotional piece, right? Where if the dealer talks to you about how you will feel proud to cart your kids around, you're going to be rolling and having all of the greatest things. You're going to be volunteering to pick up other people's kids just so you can show all the other moms how cool your car is. Your sons and your daughters are going to feel like they're VIPs in their new tricked out minivan. Yeah. Now you got me. Because before, I mean, it was just like, okay, well, I mean, the car works, right? But when you include that emotional message to match the motion that I'm having now and the one that I would like to have instead, you are going to get people to buy from you. Yeah, it's like the, you know, for us, it's I remember the messaging we were working on. Like, I want to use all rational stuff. Hey, we can close in two weeks. Hey, we'll pay cash for your house. Hey, we can buy your house as is. Mm -hmm. All rational stuff that I'm like, oh, you know, makes sense. But that's not what they're after. It's I need to sell quick so that I can move to California, be with my grandkids, because mm -hmm. realistically, I've got terminal cancer and only has six months to live. That I found mm -hmm. that out about a about that's a customer. Mm -hmm. It's my gosh, I I just I don't want to deal with the emotional stress of having to make all these repairs to this house. Oh my gosh, what could I be doing with my time? I could be spending it with my grandkids. I could be on my vacation. And that was one of the things that I would do on my sales calls is I would get them, hey, you know, say you close on this house tomorrow and you had cash in your bank. What would you do with it? Would you go on vacation? In fact, you know, what, what, what's your dream vacation? What's on your bucket list? And I would always ask them that. And I would always bring up the point, well, hey, look, when we close on this house, I'm making it mandatory that part of this deal is that you go on your dream vacation. Mm -hmm. I'm being dead ass here. I'm not doing this deal unless you do that. And so it gets them into that emotional world and imagining the future. Oh my God, what would it be like to hit those decision-making triggers? I absolutely mm -hmm. love this. Man, this is real stuff right here. If you can take your customer on this journey 
from, you know, whatever, wherever they are now to whatever problem and whatever hero they become afterwards, right? Whether it's, you know, buying a Louis Vuitton purse and getting their status elevated, whatever that is. I mean, it is, it is super, super impactful for those that want to learn more about how they can utilize this story brand framework in their business. Where can they go? So they can do a couple of things. Very unselfishly, they can go to marketingmadesimple.com where they can find a story brand certified guide to walk them through it. Very selfishly, they can also go to <laughs> evolutioncollective.com, which is my company. And I am a story brand certified guide and I will walk you through it personally <laughs> and help you build your messaging. We will incorporate your radically authentic story so that you're telling a story that you're not going to have to try to re- start and retell in six months because the story doesn't feel right. Mm -hmm. And we will be able to get you that emotional component to get people over the fence to help convert more sales because now you are addressing the whole human being that you're talking to. So evolutioncollective.com is where I would send you. And if you want to have me speak about this to your audience, you can go to aleaharris.com and book me as a speaker, A-L-E-Y-A-H-A-R-R-I-S.com. We will make sure that those links are in the show notes. It has been a pleasure having you on again. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for all the wisdom and knowledge. It was great having you on today. Thank you for having me, Brandon. I appreciate you.